And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Better song for the Rolls Royce show. Riff Raff is hilarious. I'm here with Zuckerman. Hi, Zuckerman. Hello. I meant to bring in a set of headphones for you. Maybe I have some. This is Riff Raff, who's a funny uh, Florida rapper, I think, who is uh, all over YouTube. He's singing this song. I got I got stars in the roof of my car. You remember that Rolls Royce? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's really a funny song. He's a funny-looking guy, and you listen to that song, and you can't stop listening to it. I don't know what it is, but it just... He's got, like, the, the, the goofy Elton John glasses from the six, early 70s, maybe. He's got a mouthful of uh, metal. Colorful. Uh, look at him. Look at him right there. Can He's hysterical. And he's got a great name. What? Now, guys like Riff Raff, and I, and I like your music, Riff Raff. Not that Riff Raff is listening, but what does he do when he goes to the gym? What does he wear? Like, he's just spandex. <laughs> Obviously. But you know what I mean? When I, you know, living in Hollywood, as we've done for many years, you eventually run into some of these musicians in the gym, and it's always, they, they look like them, their faces, but then they have a workout outfit on, right? And the heavy metal guys usually just wear black everything, black shoes, black socks, black top, black shorts. <laughs> but still, they got white, pale white legs. They're skinny. They look unhealthy, <laughs> Who's generally. The, the Nine Inch Nails guy used to show up like that. And Trent yeah. Reznor. I guess Trent Reznor. Uh, Riff Raff, what, what's he doing in his 50s when he's looking like this? What, what does he do when he goes to the gym? You can't, you know, you, you only can exist in this uh, Spotify, YouTube uh, uh, music world. Well, the analogous, the analogy right now would be seeing one of these crazy wrestlers from the 80s walking around <laughs> in, in town. You but, go, hey, oh my God, where did he come it's from? The, you know, you have to create this image for yourself, but then it doesn't work in a lot of different places. It really doesn't, Right. Have you seen the uh, a couple of times recently? Like when you get like when you're getting your physical. <laughs> yes, I've seen those, those, those LMFAO guys around, and they still have that same look Big from ten years. Tiafu, yeah, that guy? yeah. It doesn't look. It doesn't age well. It doesn't age well, right? And then but if you're riffraff and you're getting your physical for the year, and you're wearing the paper Johnny, <laughs> and they're touching your crank, <laughs> and you got the mouth, what's that on your teeth? I don't know. Anyway, good morning, good afternoon. Whatever it is to all of you, welcome to Spike's Car Radio. Um, uh, we were supposed to have Mr. James Marsden here, but guess what? Minutes after we both drove the Bugattis, uh, a SAG strike, actor strike, on top of the Writers Guild strike. That's, to, you know, Zuckerman, I'm in both. I'm SAG, I'm Writers Guild, and uh, James, who's a friend of the show, uh, sent his apologies. He was coming on 
to talk about his Emmy nomination for his uh, amazing Amazon show. But he's not allowed to go on a podcast and promote or even give the whiff of promotion. So um, he's doing the honorable thing. Now, since you're, right thing. you're a producer and a writer and you and an actor and an actor and all of these things, are you Self. striking against yourself at times? I am. I'm very conflicted, <laughs> but it's very consistent with my psychology, as you know. Yes. As we were just discussing, I, I will make decisions and then hate on myself constantly. I'm equivocating constantly. Yes. I uh, I'm for, of course, the actors and the writers. Will I will I be out there supporting WGA? Absolutely, um, and SAG, and yes, I don't uh, I don't like in general. I don't like corporations, and what the media corporations are doing right now is awful. And uh, I want it to end. I want everybody to play nice, and I want the actors and writers and everybody to get what they deserve. But don't tell us you're poor, Zuckerman. They cry poor. When they're making hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> We're or, poor. We have no money. Or your neighbor guy who's now at the helm of Disney. Oh, let's not talk about that. But. Okay. <laughs> he makes a good salary. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. They all do. They all do. But let's talk about that Bugatti. Um. Everyone saw the email. If you didn't see the email that I got, it was a very funny email. Um, it's on Instagram. Um, being invited by Bugatti. Hey, would you like to go drive to Malibu in the Bugatti Super Sport brand new $3.8 million car? The 237-mile-per-hour <laughs> vehicle. I love that there's a question in that email because everybody listening, I'm pretty sure, would say, oh, uh, my dad's funeral or drive to Bugatti? I'm driving the Bugatti. We all would say yes to that request, and of course I said yes to it, and um, it's the second time I've done it, and I was very excited to drive this car, and very excited to get Mr. Marsden to come on and give us his perspective, because I know James, and you know James, we, you know he's in uh, my film um, with Jerry, and we know him from the car community. I really wanted to get, I don't think I've ever heard him really talk about his driving impressions, and I was excited about that. So I said, can you, you know, you're not... You're not going to be promoting anything, but why can you just now that we're just talking, tell me what you think of this car and I'll relate that to the audience. And that's that's fine. That's within the scope of what uh, you can do, because this is car reviews. This is why I can do this show. I'm not going to be promoting anything on here. We're talking about cars. And he uh, he put together some amazing thoughts that I'll go that I think were exactly in line with mine, um, starting with, you know, he said he was nervous as hell getting behind the wheel of a $3.8 million 16-cylinder quad tur uh, turbo Chiron SS, which I was not because this was the second time I had done it. But the first time, absolutely nervous. Um, he wrote, uh, when I plopped into the driver's seat, I thought, why does this not feel as intimidating as it should? Mm. He's exactly right. Interesting point. You get in. And by the way, Jamie Morrow, uh, the Bugatti uh, driver, is with you, race car driver and stuntman, uh, but Bugatti driver. And he's great. He's fun. He puts you at ease immediately. But the car puts you at ease. Uh, and it's, it's the interior of the car. Uh, James wrote, a pretty simple bare bones interior with just a few toggle modes on the wheel and one gear lever on the center console. Not much more needed. It's all engine. And that's right. The first thing you notice when you sit down in this thing, this machinery, and it's different because as you're walking to the car, you're looking at a bunch of tourists 
and and uh, and valets taking pictures of the car. That's how popular this thing is. This is Tom Cruise, the car. Mm. It stops traffic wherever it goes. Everybody's looking at it. You walk up to the car. You feel self-conscious. You get in, and the inside of the car doesn't have that same pop, if you will. There's a simplicity to it. Beautiful blue carbon fiber everywhere. It's lovely. That's not what I'm saying. It's just not Pagani. Does that right. make sense? Right, 100%. Um, the car weighs 4,400 pounds. Hmm. It doesn't, uh, you don't feel it. Uh, pretty much everything on it is carbon fiber. Um, James wrote, cruising the PCH, I was astonished at how compliant and comfortable to drive it was. I 100% agree. I think that's the biggest surprise of this car. Dare I say it? He says, it could be a daily driver. My thought exactly, and I would daily drive this car. I would. The driving piece of it would not be stop you from driving this car every day. I was joking with Jamie, we should be going to the Ralphs for charcoal briquettes right now because that's <laughs> how I would drive this car. Um, it felt like, to James, very expensive and powerful high-end Grand Tourer. Tough not to notice all the people taking snaps along the way. It, it's really funny, Zuckerman. Like, you know, it happens to us occasionally on PCH with what we drive, but this is every stop sign. De- you know, delighted kids rolling their windows down, taking pictures, chatting with people. It's, again, it's Tom Cruise, the car. Instantly recognizable on the road. Everybody stops and turns. And, you know, there are a lot of us who may not want that, right? But there are a lot of those, you know, a lot of people who listen to that go, all right, this, that's exactly what I want. I made my money in dry cleaning. No one gives a shit. Mattresses. <laughs> and mattresses. I want that attention. Um... Obviously, he says, I had to goose it a little to see what the enormous engine was all about. I gave it what it wanted, and the thing immediately roared to life, and in the blink of an eye, we were doing... We were going fast. Yes. <laughs> Let's just you can't say, say 100. <laughs> 100 might be conservative, Zuckerman. That might be a conservative number. But he said he was going very fast, and I'm sure uh, still going the speed limit. My main takeaway was that at higher speeds, it felt like the car was just waking up and opening its eyes. True. There was so much more left in the tank. Yes. Top speed, 278. This thing had the most interesting engine sound, not nearly as loud as you would expect, and the whirring turbos being the main soundtrack. At the RPM's climb, the exhaust note starts to transform into a sound that resembled more of a fighter jet taking off of an aircraft. He's very, very he's a good articulate. writer, right? God, he's really good. Marston, I didn't know. <laughs> this thing is an absolute monster, but can be persuaded to be as well behaved as you asked it to be. And it was truly a bucket list drive for both of us. Those are his words, but my words too. Uh, absolutely remarkable piece of machinery. Uh, but not lost to me that there's only one in North America and the car costs $3.8 million. Yeah. <laughs> is this the one that Lieberman that's pretty good tried? for james yeah. marston marston can really write he's very articulate i said and, and i said to him, great thoughts i said to him you know how quickly you could put johnny lieberman out of business right now goodbye lieberman you and i you and i we band together we've got our own thing My road and track what how about ferriston and marston marston and ferriston how about mars and farrah Faridin. 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 Uh, this is the car Lieberman wanted to go 250 miles an hour in? This is, I think it is literally the car Lieberman went. He almost made 250. He almost made 250. Okay, yes. It is literally that car. 
Wow. And you're just driving it to Malibu. And having a nice conversation. And, you know, this time I told Jamie, I go, look, you know, last time we kind of goosed it up and had fun. I know the car can do that. I'm more interested in just enjoying this drive. This is a bucket list drive that you don't really get to do a lot. And it was a beautiful day out. And I said, let's roll the windows down and talk and let's drive. And, we, you know, we popped it here and there. But it was like, I, I, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. I kind of sidelined my morning meetings. And uh, the last thing I need is an interaction with uh, the constables. Mm. Let's just have a nice time and take some pictures. So uh, we did. And it was really lovely. So thank you, Bugatti. Thank you for what you've done. We have a lot to talk about here, Zuckerman. Big show. Let me do an ad for our good friends at Manscaped. I know you love these ads. Cannonballs. Guess where this Guess where this is going. <laughs> Be nice. This summer, it's not about the size of those cannonballs. It's about making a splash with our friends at Manscaped. Prep for the barbecue season by making sure your grill master has the hottest dogs the summer has ever seen. When you're at the cookout, let the meat speak for itself <laughs> with Manscaped. This seems like something you would write. That's so awful. No, but you. this is how you talk. Manscaped's performance package 4.0. It's time to get ready and not sweaty by going to manscaped.com and using code... Uh, oh, geez, there's no code. What is my code? These, these people. Just try Spike 911. That should work. <laughs> and you'll get 20% off and free shipping. In the future, let's put that code into the ad. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to guarantee you'll have the most mouth-watering treats at the party. They have built the ultimate bundle for your summer grooming. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. And thanks to advanced skin-safe technology, you know it works. Plus, it comes with all that good stuff. Crop preserver ball deodorant. You use that, right? The Manscaped Boxers. That's a step too far for me. But the Shed Travel Bag... I use. I'll be using it on my my trips coming up this weekend. So get 20% off and free shipping with code SPIKE911, I think, or check my link tree at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Insert the code SPIKE911, the perfect way to get your patties sizzling hot. My God, it's one thing when I'm saying it. It's another thing when I'm listening to it. Do you think think that uh, that's how people at home feel about when you talk about those things? If they do, that's tough. But but, (laughs) but (laughs) now I really want to know what that code is. How, how, could, uh, how can they send me into a show without the code? How can they send me into the show without the code? I'm going to tell you what it is right away. So I get ready for our next. Uh, is this the week of night? Seventeen. Yes, yeah, seven seventeen. Yeah, What's no, the they didn't. There's no code. What's the code? <laughs> what was that guy saying oh, wait, when wait, he wait, beat wait, up wait, the oh, No, no. Okay, here it is. Spike twenty. Spike twenty. Spike twenty. Spike twenty. Why do they change them? Spike twenty. Spike twenty. Manscape. Spike 20. Remember when Dan Rather got beat up and the guy was saying, what's yeah. the code? No, what's the frequency, Kenneth? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what's the frequency, Kenneth? <laughs> Pow. That was a, <laughs> a fascinating mo- m- a moment in, yes. in, in American history. What's the frequency, Kenneth? The Pow. <laughs> I love Dan Rather. He's a great guy and a, and a goofball. And I and uh, as I said before, I sat, I sat next to him while he got a lap dance at uh, Corky's uh, bachelor party, David Letterman, Dan Rather, and uh, or or when I'd visit him on the news set to to shoot something with him for for Letterman, he'd uh, he'd be playing train songs. 
you know, it's really true that if you stay on TV too long, you lose your mind. We see this. And any of these one guy things, like a late night show, but really new show where there's one guy existing on a stage with people behind glass, they start to lose their minds. But Dan's, Dan's, uh, he's hanging in there. He's pretty active on uh, threads. The, the new Twitter, and he's, uh, and he's good. Speaking of which, Zuckerman, this story seems, also seems right up your alley. Democratic presidential candidate uh, Robert F. Kennedy dishes out wild COVID conspiracy theories. Didn't you send this to me? There were two, sto- Wait, say, there were two stories with him. Yes. There are two stories. Let's start with the first one. It, they're both bizarre, and I apologize to the listeners right now. I apologize to the And they, they come from page six, so you know it's got to be true. Uh, Rupert's uh, mess of a newspaper. Uh, page six reg- regrets to report that a press dinner to boost Robert uh, F. Kennedy's presidential <laughs> campaign descended into a foul bout of screaming and polemic farting yes. Tuesday night. <laughs> well, the White House hopeful it, uh, attended the affair at Tony's. On the Upper East Side, no doubt hoping to impress the ladies and gentlemen of the Fourth Estate, his worthiness to sit at the very same Oval Office desk once occupied by his uncle. But a shouting match over climate change <laughs> broke out between two boisterous old men, sending the evening down an un- extremely unfortunate path where the argument turned into one of the guys farting or something? Yes. What What was it? And it was a respected journalist at one time, uh, and somebody uh, somebody told him, I think, shut up, you horrible blob. <laughs> and, then, and the other guy then proceeded to fart loudly, and he has, I would suspect, a drinking and pill problem. And <laughs> when he was reached the next morning, he was completely unapologetic. I think he was on Bloody Marys and, and lines. Still. And, and still, he just, yeah, he didn't give a shit. And he said, which was the most interesting part of it for me, that he incorporated the flatulence into his argument. That yes. there had been a history of the using flatulence, like the French would belch at a yes. meal. Yes, it was a rhetorical fart. And, yes. Uh, and, and a polemic fart, as, as you pointed out. I, I, you know, do you, you're, you're old enough to remember in the old days, journalists like Norman Mailer would get into fist fights, drunken, raging yeah, fist yeah, fights. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, he's got a point. There's a history of it, but it's it's been it's been put in the can. So uh, he's a little out of step with that, the times. Look, I'm not going to get political here, but the elevation here. Let me explain this in TV terms to okay, you. If anybody's please. confused listening and, and you want to know how to kind of view your political world uh, left or right, it's really simple. When we here in Hollywood, when we make reality shows, we populate those shows with complete fucking lunatics, people who don't function in normal life the right way or narcissists or or conspiracy. We put them there because it's spectacle, because they're ridiculous and we know they're going to misbehave. Somehow that same strategy has infused politics and the only people getting fucked are you the people that they represent. These morons, Robert Kennedy is a fucking lunatic who should not be a candidate for anything. I would not, I don't think I would let him run my Amco. <laughs> like neighbor. I would not give him any power 
because he's a lunatic. And the media seems to be keep elevating the clickbait uh, sure. idea of these people. And it, oh, look what they said next. You could do the same thing with a with a with a uh, an unhoused drunk on the side of the road screaming crazy. Look what he said now. Stop electing these people. Don't don't go to Robert Kennedy's thing unless you want to look like an idiot, polemic farting or not. The whole thing is like, is it? Do we really have to explain this to you? Hire boring, smart people, even old people, and let them. Politics isn't supposed to be exciting. Let it let it just go work. And Technocrats. Let, and, and then vote for people who are going to help you, not people who are. Uh, Dealing with like cultural issues, people are going to help you put some money in your pocket. Take care of your schools. Take care of your roads. You know, do I have to say it? We're all we're all goddamn related. Every color of skin. Wait, go back, go back, keep going back. Guess what? You're going to get to a couple of folks, <laughs> and we all come from the same same people. Stop. I'm not even upset. But I can't believe I have to say this. Stop electing dummies and lunatics. Right. And this is the second thing that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said that you were going to talk about. Here, right here. I'm playing it. COVID-19, there's an argument that it is ethnically targeted. I can't even listen to it. If you took the suit off and parked this guy by a dumpster, you just go, okay, yeah. okay, well, here you go. Here's $20, and you would keep walking. He's talking about the, the targeting of ethnicities with a virus. Just complete crazy talk. Yes. None of it is makes any sense. And all the idiots who are sitting there, all of you, you all deserve to be banished to to low paying jobs somewhere. You you don't you're not making an impact other than to let the rest of us know you're morons. Isn't it funny that left or right, they go so far, they meet around back of the house at the outhouse. The two lunatics, whether it's, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene or, or John F. Kennedy Jr., they're both insane. What did you say? We will die at the hands of idiots, right? Yes. That's the main point here. Yes. We will. If you put idiots in charge, dumb people, if you're following these people, guess what? You're dumb. There's, there's people texting me, DMing me about Elon Musk, my criticism for his fascist and racist takes on, on the world. And I just write back. I go, you know, I don't want dumb people listening to me. You, it, you feel free to stop listening. Because you're, all you're telling me is you're not smart. And I don't like that. Right? You and I will freely say, look, hey, we're not smart enough. It's not our, we're not political. We're not going to run for office. It's not yeah. our thing. We're not smart enough to do it. Let, let the guys who have experience do it. The, the ladies who have experience do it. But no. But no, <laughs> I can run this. No, you can't. You can't. It's so why? How come people well, don't a, understand? Like it's a conceit to think you could do the job. I can't do the job. You can't do the job. We just said the pool refinished. I want the best pool refinishing guy. What have you done this before? Right. How many have you done? Can you show me your work? Oh, okay, I've seen some good work you do. Let's do that. That's the, that's what we're doing here with voting. Yes, no one, no one listening is going to say, excuse me, I'm going to go to the bathroom and, and do a root canal on myself because I'm so goddamn smart. <laughs> oh, I need a root canal. Oh, wait, you believe in some crazy stuff and you were in that polemic farting contest in New yeah. York. Why don't, why don't I go under and let you do whatever you want to me? Anyways, do you see? Do you understand? I hope I've changed at least one mind and I know I haven't. Anyway, here's a great Tesla story. 
All right. Speaking of Elon Musk, who you know I'm not a fan of anymore, I'm sitting in my car. Uh, I've got 10 minutes till my tennis lesson starts, okay? And I, uh, the window's down, and I get a phone call. I go to pop the window up. Boom. The switch breaks off in my hand. <laughs> in the Tesla that's two and a half years old, right, breaks off in my hand. And I go, fuck. I try to put the little cube back on, but the, there's pieces of plastic around it. I realize some part of the housing there is, is gone, too. And you know how I am with these repairs, right? I, I now want to get this done before my lesson, or I'm just, it's going to be in my head, right? This is my one hour a week. I don't want things in my head. I want to do my tennis lesson. Open up the app, take a couple pictures, write the problem down, send it. They say Tuesday, 8 a.m., yesterday, 8 a.m. We'll come to the house and fix it. No way. The app says that. No that's, person. You know, that's remarkable. And if wait, it comes, if it happens, I had two minutes left before my lesson. <laughs> That's how quick it all went down. It's a it's a forty dollar repair, and they're going to do it in the driveway. And they have no idea who I am. It's my wife's car. I just opened the app. Boom, boom, boom. Didn't talk to anybody. Done. That makes me love that company. That is good. Makes me love that company. It's good, right? They send you the estimate. You pay it all over the app. I hit like a champ. I hit like Alcaraz, who just won Wimbledon. I made Zuckerman watch. <laughs> it was pretty good, right? You got exci- a little excited for the Spaniard? Yeah. It's, it's so cool. He beat, uh, he beat the Joker, who's, uh, who we love to hate. And uh, I'm very happy. And by the way, I called it. I, this is how lost in tennis I am. I went to the uh, Tennis Channel Bracket Challenge on the first day of Wimbledon, and I filled out all the brackets, who was going to win every game. And I ended with Alcaraz and Djokovic. Do you win anything? And I pick Alcaraz. I'm about to find out. Really? I don't think it's too hard. But if I, had, if I were a gambling person, I probably would have just won a lot of money. But it, I was just, this is what I wanted to happen. I didn't really know it would happen. I think you should start gambling. <laughs> In, I would love to. It's in the family blood. You should do it. Um, and speaking of tennis, Johnny, who we love to hate on the show, really came through and uh, uh, hooked me up with Zenith Watches, who is uh, doing a, a UTS ten- tennis event down in uh, down in LA here, and they've invited me to come hit with uh, Patrick M- Muratuglu, Mura Muratuglu, who is uh, Serena Williams coach and uh runa's coach and a pro of some kind tiafo or somebody i'm gonna be down on the court with james on friday can you believe this zuckerman johnny arranged this how could why would he be wasting his time with you i guess zenith watches called johnny up and said hey do you have any interest in tennis and he goes i know somebody who does (laughs) it's not zenith it's zenith i think it's zenith like gwyneth they Not all, Zenith. Nobody, no watch company will let you pronounce their name like it is. I'm, I think it's Zenith. And forgive me, I will find out. But I'm going to have a dream hitting session with the coach who I follow on Instagram and watch his stuff more than I watch Jack Ryan on Amazon. How about that? Johnny arranged that. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. <clears throat> he is. And he and I are flying to uh, New York soon, next week. Next week's show, we're going to be doing it live from uh, Volvo's new... Uh, they have some new electric thing coming out. We're going to do a show there, in New York. How about that? For Volvo, our friends. 
Amazing. Will he be sitting next to you on the flight? Uh, thankfully, no. I'll be coming from Boston. Um, I'm doing a thing with the Boston Red Sox, which is going to be great. I'm coming back to my hometown team and uh, going to a game in Fenway. My son's never been. So that's these. this is all I need for summer vacation, Zuckerman. The rest of these clowns in this town, go going to Europe, going to France. You know what? Put me on a tennis court for an hour with somebody France. I respect. <laughs> go to France. France. That's all I want to do. Go to France to shit in your pants. Let me drive your Bugatti for 10 minutes. Thank you. And a baseball game. And I go to a baseball game with my son. I'm done. I'm done for like four years now. Don't. I'm not going to France. I ain't going to France to see those French people. I'm not going to Sardinia or, or Greece and taking a picture. Mykonos, Ibiza. Mykonos. I'd go to Ibiza in a second. Um, hey, we sold out Pebble, by the way. <laughs> What's wrong with people? Why? Why would anyone pay to listen to us? No, it's great. They're really excited. The Boys and Girls Club of Monterey uh, makes all that money, and thank you everybody who bought tickets. It's very nice of you. We we're actually I was humbled by it. I thought it was really cool, uh, very exciting. I'm uh, I know four of us out of the five of us are going to be there. I'm working on number five, the guy in New York. Um, but we are going to jam. We're we're it's going to be a good time. Saturday at eleven thirty, and. Uh, we may, uh, they may uh, release some seats. We're gonna, we may try to jam in some more seats. Really? Yeah, standing room only. SRO. So prepare some dirty remarks for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I've got some red vines. Pretty to sell. good. Did you think you'd ever have standing room only, Zuckerman? No. For you to see to meet the great Zuckerman. No. And we will have a meet and greet too. It's 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 fun. Usually, um, it's it's twelve jurors that don't want to be there <clears throat> listening to me. You have some cars going up out there, right? Three. Three cars. Why don't you tell us about them and where we're going to see them? Three cars are going to be at Gooding. I haven't got the catalog yet, so I can't tell you uh, what day and what, what lot numbers. But the first car is my 1980 Mercedes-Benz 500 SLC homologation car. Do you remember that car? It's uh, It was like a kind of coppery gold color. And before Audi did their four-wheel drive That's rally cars. yeah, yeah. Uh, Mercedes took their stretched out SLC, pressed it into service uh, as a rally car, and they did fairly well in, I think it was 79 and 80. And so this is a fantastic car, and, uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's a great car. They're very what are the miles rare. on it? You know, I think it's about 50. 50,000 miles. But it's just like a one-of-a-kind. Yeah, thing. there are very few of these cars, and, and they were not U.S. cars. So right. This was bought in by a German fellow uh, who lived in Minneapolis. Hello. And, yeah. <laughs> a German fellow. A German fellow, <laughs> yes. And Heinz. And, um, Zucker what? Yes. And so uh, that's going up. Then the next car that is going up is a, is a beautiful car. It's a 1959 220S. It's a sky blue car with a, oh, that, a oh, biscuit interior. And it's a fabulous. That's my favorite word. It's biscuit. Biscuit interior. That car is absolutely stunning. It's a gorgeous car. That 
that was a one-owner car, and it was owned by uh, Dr. Lufty and his mother, Tiny Lufty. Who were they? And Philip Lufty uh, and Tiny Lufty. Philip Lufty was from Arizona, from Scottsdale, I believe, and he was a preeminent Mercedes collector. <laughs> I see. At one time, he owned over 100 Mercedes-Benz, and this was a car that his mother had bought brand new in Europe in 1959, and he restored it um, in, in the 90s for her. Right. And it would cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to do a restoration on this car to this level. Wow. Um, it's it's really a, a, a fine coach-built car. and That's a one-car collection. That, that is car. a one-car so collection. Gorgeous. And then the final car is a 71 911S. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah and that car. And, there's, and they only made, I believe, 1,400 911Ss in 1971 Mm -hmm. and this is an absolutely fantastic 911s it's ivory over black it was it was purchased by a fellow who was in the military uh in germany and he kept uh he was in i think he did uh some type of uh, radar tracking and he was a a precise guy that kept a very uh, intense maintenance log of this car and it's a wonderful car all of these cars are wonderful and if space was not an issue i would keep all of these you got to keep things moving yes you got to keep things moving like a vascular system experience them and keep them moving along the uh the most painful one is that blue mercedes yeah that that's a painful uh, release but i understand it it's a beautiful it's probably one of the most beautiful cars i've ever owned yeah yeah that car is uh, stunning stunning and the other cars are drivers, great, beautiful driving cars. You know, they're they're all good. Well, that's going to be fun. We'll see them. We don't know what day they're going up, but we'll be up there when Friday. And yeah, coming back. And you Saturday. know, it's it's gonna. There's a funny experience. I think you may have had this when you're when you see your own car in a catalog. You want you want it back. back. Yeah, you want to buy it yeah. right away. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like a piece of you. Yes. Yeah. You, and it looks so good. <clears throat> what the hell is that? I don't know. But I think a lot of this happens with all things and material things that we have homes or watches right. or even a pair of shoes. Or a girlfriend. Even a girlfriend. They feel there are your feelings are still attached to them for a little while. It's like a phantom right. limb. Like, right. you know what a phantom limb is? You get you lose an arm and you still think it's still there. I got clients. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. But what? That's a weird thing. Like yeah. you, your feelings are still attached to right. that so car. So when someone else takes it, you yeah. don't want them to have it. I want it back. Yeah. When they sit in it, you can kind of feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. That's a weird part of this car thing that we do. Wow. Well, that's exciting. That gives us something to do now. That's fun. I'm uh, I'm pumped up about that. This is my first experience selling cars at an auction. Really? Never done it before. I've bought them. It's usually the other way, uh, so so it'll be nice for them to sell, <clears throat> I, and it will be kind of like being at the horse race. We uh, are going to be testing the Zuckerman name attached to, um, uh, is there now a, uh, a percentage? What do they call that? A it's premium? A premium. A lodestar. For a Zuckerman chosen and sorted car. I, I would say that there is going to be a premium for those cars. These three cars. Who's Lufty? Compared to Zuckerman. Well, these three cars, I can tell everybody, they are in much better repair and driving condition than anything I've ever received coming in the other direction from an auction. And they were purchased 
with the money earned from the pain. Blood money. Blood money. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard of blood diamonds. He's a blood cause. Dear Zuckerman did a really nice chart. Did you see it? Yes. I really enjoyed it. But it wasn't in-depth enough. I, I need it to be at least 15 lines long and 15 different injuries. And Dear Zuckerman, if you want, I will write out the injuries and then we can we can go across to the cars. But it should start small fingers and then go to you know decapi- well, so what is it? A decapitations fin- a fingernail would be a chrysler k car all the way up to no Luso. it might be a keychain it yes. might be a nice key fob like a vintage key fob uh have you seen this watch look at this watch it's fantastic i don't want to spend too much time on it but one of our listeners uh jay turkbus turkbus Here's, has heard me talking about uh, my endeavor to uh, create a, a sub-$300, sub-$200 sport watch, which I am doing, and uh, I'm down the road on it. And he said, uh, you got to check out my deal. Who's that? What? It's just some, somebody playing their stereo yeah. loud. Um, he, it's a really cool story. He, he, there's the, there used to be these watches, Sheffield Watches. I think they were a New York brand, and they were a dive watch company. In, in a, and I might be getting this wrong, in the, in the 60s uh, for a short time before they went under. And The dive company went under. Sheff, <laughs> Sheffield. And when he was 11, his parents gave him one of these watches, purchased for $13. Right, this little dive watch. It has a little rubber strap on it, and it looks cool. He still has it to this day, and not long ago, he said, "I'm going to uh, buy the brand." Nobody was doing anything with Sheffield watches. The Sheffield All All Sport One was the watch, I guess. No one even remembered it except for him. He loved this watch as a kid <laughs> from eleven, so he buys the name. I don't know that he paid anything for it, and revived the watches. Um, he heard us talking about something, and he sent us a bunch of them, of, of which I'm wearing the one here. It looks good. And he said, let me tell you, he goes, I'm a Porsche guy. I have a few Porsches from the 80s to the 2000s, and I like watches. I'm like you guys. And let me send you some of my watches. He sent four of them. He said, uh, he told you a story. I, wanna, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want to, I want uh, some parent to be able to give their kid a cool watch that doesn't cost a fortune. So I want it to cost $13 in 2023 dollars, which is $108. And here's the watch. I'm going to give this guy a lot of credit. First of all, it's a nice looking watch. It's a nice looking watch and follow through. Everybody has an idea about something they want to yes. do. Everybody's sitting up at three in the morning, you know, talking, boring their friends and telling them, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And this Sheffield guy, he really did it. Jay is his name. Jay. Jay really did it. He came through. And uh, here, let me see if I can find his... Uh he wrote me a bunch of stuff. It's really funny. Um, I, he trademarked the name and the original logo. What does that mean? Maybe he didn't even buy the business. He just decided to grab the trademark. It was laying fallow. It was abandoned. And yeah. he secured it. He secured it. Um, Squatter's rights. It's got a Miyota uh, quartz movement in it, 
which is usually go one of two, Zuckerman, I'm learning. You can go with a, the Japanese movement or the Swiss movement. Um, but the Miyota, you, you're able to do a smaller case, which this has a nice small case. It's got, it's not a chrono, but it's got the kind of colors and the look of a Submariner, right? Absolutely. It's, it's got, got a, a bezel. It's got a tropic rubber strap. Um, my only little note for him would be the, uh, the, the, the loop. The loops here? The strap loop? The strap loops? Yes. The free loops, I think they call them. Could just be a little tighter, but I love these Tropic straps. They're perfect. Perfect rubber. Um, and you know what? It's kind of an ode to his parents and to Porsche. He's got a 968, he says. They use this as a daily. Check I like it. this guy. We like him, which I said I would uh, I'd give him a little plug on the show. Jay's Chef- a good guy. Sheffield All Sport. Uh, I'm going to give away. I've got one to give away. He says he, he also felt that lefties were underserved. Um, you know, those, uh, the lefty yes. watch community. I think that's what. Oh, that's. fuck those people. Well, Rolex did pretty well with that green GMT. So I've got one. He's got a little lefty uh, Sheffield all sport. I'm going to put it up on Instagram tomorrow, Thursday. And you can tag the lefty in your life or anybody you want and uh, enter to win for free, and I will send you this watch. What is the for competition? Free. What is the... It's a giveaway. It's no, no competition. Just, just comment, and that's it. I want to make it easy for everybody. You just leave a comment, or you tag your friend who's a lefty, wh- whatever you want to do, or say anything. Say Zuckerman. What, okay, why they hate Ferriston. No, 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 I'm not going to do that. Okay, we, not gonna how do about that. why they hate Zuckerman? No, we want to keep it positive. We want it to be fun. Why they love Just you. leave a comment, and I will put it. They have these things. You, there's a randomizer that I can just put the whole thing in, and it spits out the winner. It's fun. I like doing it. It's fun. We should get. We should uh, date that way with a randomizer. I'm, I'm married. I can't date. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day. It's true. I drank it this morning, and I gave it a try because I was tired of taking a bunch of pills in the morning. I just put the powder in the water. It makes me feel unstoppable. As you know, Zuckerman, and again, I won't attribute this to AG1, but I told you what the doctor said. I just got my results, all my lab results. He goes, I don't know what you're doing. You know it was a message. It was an answering machine. But whatever it is, you know what it is. Keep doing it because everything has reversed. It was already good. It's gone to great. You're going all the way back to diapers. <laughs> Here was the one thing I was worried about, okay? Last year, I had a little bit of plaque in this artery going up. A tiny bit. Not enough for them to give me any sort of uh, drugs, right? It, it's all gone. <laughs> it dissolved into your brain, dumbbell. <laughs> you got plaque in your brain now. Yes, the right side of my face does not work anymore, but... AG1 is fixing that. <laughs> Athletic Greens. I think it's tennis, and it's taking care of myself that did it, and it reversed it. And I'm, and no joke, I am feeling fantastic, and I'm happy. And AG1 is part of that program, and I want you to try AG1, too, and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D. I take a ton of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash spike911. Drinkag1.com slash spike911. That's drinkag1.com slash spike911. And check it out. Thank you, AG1. Love those guys. All right, what else haven't we covered here? No, I don't want to talk about that. That's not something I do want to talk about. Um, 
No, let's not talk about that either. That's bad. No, we can't do that either. What else do we have, Zuckerman? That might be our show. I don't know. Do we have anything else? Do we have any other pressing business to talk about? Oh. Uh, August 26th, GT4RS is being delivered. They're having a little party for us. Zuckerman down Saturday at the Porsche Experience Center. Put it on your calendar. We're really excited. Porsche Clearwater really hooked us up with that one. Um, And they're coming in too. I don't think the public can come to it. (laughs) But I don't even know why I'm telling you. Put your phone down so we can talk. I'm doing Wordle. Are you going to come? Yes, of course. Why would you do Wordle in the middle of a show? I have to. Focus. You take your superpowers and focus on being entertaining. So you're going to come. Somebody has to drive this car home, so we need... I don't have anybody in my we'll family. We'll take my kid, my son, Dell. Okay. He'll come with us. Okay, he can, let him drive the car home. Yes. I tried to get it for Monterey so we could have it up there, but uh, if we go to Ren Sport Reunion, which I'm talking to Porsche about right now, I know Johnny's going to be up there. I know the cake bike guys are supplying us with bikes up there. To tool around? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going it's now. crazy. Oh, I'm going Cake, cake and Porsche and Spike's Car okay, Radio, we are all together. I hate one. the walking around up there, but no, if we no, have you, the bikes... You got the bikes. They're, we're, we're shipping up a whole truck full of them. Okay, let's take up the 51, the earliest car in our collection, and the, the latest GT, car. Well, the GT4 RS. Right, is, so we have the earliest and the latest. Well, that's what I said to Porsche. I said, look, here's what would help me. You know, they, of course, would like us to come up and podcast, and please come up and do all of this for free we'll give you a dinner. And as you know, I'm not very interested in those types of propositions. However, I did say, Zuckerman and I have a GT4 RS. Getting it out on the track, that'd be pretty cool in some sort of parade lap. So if that happens... Yeah, dinner, dinner. I'm eating dinner anyway. I don't need dinner. But I... but They said they're going to be releasing all sorts of... There's, you know, it's... Three days is hard for me to do at a track. That's that's, that's too much. But I think Jerry would come out for a day. A day. You and I. And if we could all get on the track and mix it up a little in the GT4 RS, that would be a day. That would be a day. Yeah, because they are announcing things. I yeah, have seen yeah. rumor of cars, STs, yeah. and other things. Right. And we will have just been up there unfortunately, for uh, Pebble Beach. So it's kind of hard to make that second trip. But hmm, Maybe they can get us a private plane. Get us a PJ. This is Porsche. Yes. If the, the richest, company- car, richest car company in the world and the, and the cheapest car company. There's no way. They know they don't need us. <laughs> they, they know that. They know this? They know this. Hmm. That is their attitude. They'll indulge us. They'll have us around. But they know they don't need us. And it's true. They don't. So, private jets, forget it. But we know a guy who might have one. Mm. Maybe he'd go up. Mm. Or maybe we do a driving trip. Who knows? Oh, that could be kind of fun. Yeah. And the GT4 RS, a little loud, but headphones might not be. The so two bad. of us stuffed in one little car for hours? Yeah. Ugh, I don't know. Yeah. You with your flatulence problem. No, it's the peeing. It's, the, it's, it's not the flatulence. <laughs> it is true in a GT4 RS, that bumpy ride would be, that'd be a little rough. Yes. And that, you know, there's nothing I hate more than falling out of love with a car on a long drive. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I don't think that's a long drive car. No, no, it's not. Or, it is, or for one person, the driver, maybe, but mm-hmm. not for the passenger. 
you know, I've also started a conversation about um, a some sort of travel uh, feature film for us. <laughs> as much as I can do that, uh, I think uh, with with the strike happening. But before the strike, I had I had mentioned to some some folks that that hey, you know, Top Gear's over. It's fair to say it's kind of had run its course. It was a lovely thing while it was there. Clarkson's on his way out with that crew. What, uh, what about our crew? What about a one-off just to see? A Test strange, small country with weird animals. <laughs> yes. Yes, has to have weird animals. Yes. For us to see, for weird animals in the road. Yes. That must impede us. Cars that we love. Yes. An organic challenge, something real that we would want to see and want to do. And uh, our, our uh, misfit band of uh, merry gentlemen. <laughs> yes, we can experience this together. Mocking each other at every turn. <laughs> and looking at animals and maybe an accident <laughs> the decapitation of one of us but yeah I've, I've been thinking about it I, I've been getting kind of excited about that idea I think it could be good imagine if I came home from this adventure <clears throat> your head had been you're the up. hardest person to kind of get get right because you're you're so busy I, okay for something like this i would you just would do, do it. it you would give us seven days of shooting. It. i would just give you seven days okay. and it would be fantastic all right all right i let can me, bring let... your head home in a bowling bag for erica <laughs> here i got this for you thought you would want it before we go i want you to review that movie you saw oh god but Asteroids. you couldn't. You couldn't wait. You couldn't watch the Lincoln Lawyer like I asked you to watch. Yeah, because it agitated me because I was having a bad legal day. So it literally it. looks like, from my point of view, it looked like a show about you. Yeah. So and, and it struck too. <laughs> it's close in Baldwin to Hills. It's in Baldwin Hills. Yeah, I, I didn't want to see my day um, on TV, so I turned on Asteroid City, the Wes Anderson yes. movie. And I'm I'm going to be honest. He's never. His work has never truly resonated with me. Okay. You know, Royal Tenenbaums or that thing in, you know, Budapest or whatever, the hotel. Well, is Moonrise Kingdom his movie? I think so, yeah. That's one of, that, that movie is uh, an amazing piece Yeah, of so anyway, I turned on this Asteroid City and my God, they gave this guy money to make this thing. <laughs> it's such a absolute conceit of a movie. It's little vignettes of self-satisfaction. There's no story that holds together. And it's, and it's like he's just showing off to himself. Yes, he understands who Tennessee Williams was. He understands the actor's studio. He understands method acting. He understands, I don't know, like, you know, and everybody's just there. He's got 25 big names just showing off their chops for each other. And halfway through I said, I can't watch this shit anymore. And I turned it off. And you know what I did? I played solitaire on my phone for a half hour. It's better to play a computer game on my phone than watch this horse shit that I paid $20 for. And there is a review of Asteroid City. I added some sound effects I in there for <laughs> the applause. I can't watch this shit. <laughs> Look, that's how people talk. That's the game, by the way. Look, that's the game. The audience is hungry. They might be in a hospital bed. They might be just bored. They want to be entertained. We really want it. And you can't turn in on yourself. I haven't seen the movie. I can't say. I'm excited to see it. I, I love... There's got to be a story, Ferriston. 
I think he goes out of, in this one. He goes out of his way not to tell a story. Again, I yes. haven't seen it. It's not fair for me to even comment on it. But I, but I, after you called me and complained about it, which made me laugh. I want my money back. I showed you there was that review. Showbiz four one one. That was the title of the review. Yeah. I just bought that movie. I want my twenty dollars back. Yeah. Same thing. And will a movie out? Will they let you get your money back if you're not satisfied? That'd be really funny. This is a potential case, Ferris. Then. <laughs> I want my money back. I've been robbed. I was conned. A class this action. This is a fraud. This movie is a fraud. Right. You know, they, they, they advertise the hell out of it. I feel like... Cocaine bear. I would, have, I would have demanded my money back for cocaine bear. This is like when you used to buy the TV speakers from the guy in the van only to get the box home and there were rocks yes. in there or yes. bricks in there. Right. It was a total ripoff, a phony. You want to mitigate the risk. Well, why wouldn't you go to Rotten Tomatoes? You know, the press was made such a big deal. There's going to be Asteroid City and there's going to be Oppenheimer. And uh, Oppenheimer? Someone told me that Oppenheimer has a 15-minute uh, full frontal nudity sex scene. Is that 15 true? minutes? 15 straight minutes. 15 straight minutes. With that guy in it, yeah. I don't want to see that. I know. And this is coming second I don't second even hand. want to see myself doing that for 15 minutes. I don't want to see anybody doing it for Nobody 15 minutes. He wants to watch themselves have sex. But if that's true, that's a deeply troubling... <laughs> we're going to make a movie about the atomic bomb. And then we're going we're gonna to give you PTSD with some guy having with sex. 15 straight minutes. All right, look. Uh, Mission Impossible is 96. I usually will go to uh, the Rotten Tomato. What is Rotten Asteroid Tomato? City, it says 73. Which it's fairly... Now, here, here's, the, here's the telling uh, Rotten Tomato for me, all right? Is the not so much the critic number, but the audience score. If the audience score is above the critic score, generally I'll see that movie unless it's like 40-20. Here, Asteroid City, 73 uh, Rotten Tomato from the critics, but the users are saying, the fans, essentially, 62%. There I'm, you go. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not Don't watch it. It's a hunk of shit. I thought it was beautifully shot. Oh, it is beautifully shot, and the colors are washed out. Yeah. It's technically very adept. It's, the, yes. it's everything else that's the problem. Well, I'm, I'm way into Jack Ryan right now, and uh, Lincoln Lawyer is my new favorite show. I've lost it. I mean, it's not even that good, but I love The Lincoln Lawyer. And it's not even because of The Lincolns. <laughs> In fact, here I'll tell you one, one little small, uh, interesting, uh, what do they call them, uh, little, little Easter egg uh, with, uh, with the movie I just made with Jerry. The Lincoln Lawyer's Lincoln is in our movie, too. That's right. It's in our movie. So too. let's have a new review. When it was on the set... Everybody kept saying, that's the Lincoln lawyer. Yeah. And I said, what's the Lincoln lawyer? Is that like Lincoln Logs? Boy, that, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that car gets around. So yeah. we have to have a new review. You remember it used to be thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. The review was good stuff or hunk of shit. That's going to be <laughs> our two categories. That sounds more like your review show. Yes. So here it is. Asteroid City, Zuckerman. Good hunk stuff. Sh- or hunk of shit. You got to let me ask the question. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is, it a, is it good stuff or is it a hunk of shit? It is resoundingly a hunk of shit. And that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) We'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.